Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics Podcast. My name is Imran Lasker, I'm a consultant radiologist. And hi, I'm Thrusha Gunawardna, I'm a cardiology registrar subspecialising in intervention. But Thrusha, how, how have you been mate? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's been really good. I've been doing a lot of on calls, I was telling you about it before, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I'm getting through this whole, th- I mean, that's what I feel like I tell you about every week. And, but it's coming <laughs> towards the end, like this, so yeah. this weekend I'm on calls, I'm just holding on for that. Um, and then it's kind of some normal days for about five weeks. So I can, and I think the thing that's kind of bugged me the most about it is, if you factor in the fact that you're pretty tired after on calls, is that um, it's just kind of really interrupted my other, like my general routines. Like I've been going to the gym as much, and I've just been eating less well. And I think all of those things just kind of like get to me. Um, and then I had two off days this week, and I thought it'd be a really smart idea to do my ALS because that's um, out of date and obviously need that for my RCP. Oh, I tweeted about that, didn't I? About ARCPs and how, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how my, so it costs 450 quid, but the HEE budget will only reimburse us as of September this year for 275 pounds. They've, they've worded it in some kind of mealy mouthed way, but essentially it means that um, unless you, unless you've got a particularly kind of a generous med, um, uh, study leave coordinator person, might actually be quite difficult to get that uh, 450 pounds reimbursed. But anyway, I did ALS. And one of the odd things about that, I guess, as a cardiology registrar is, is that like when you turn up to ALS, everyone is like, oh, you're a cardiologist. Like as if like um, <laughs> you perhaps see the ex- like the whole thing is like below you or something, which I don't. Oh, the show, mate. Yeah. mate, but like the thing was is that I find that there's just way more pressure with it because then everyone's like, you know, you can't, you feel like you can't make a mistake. And mm-hmm. um and also, like, people kind of tend to look to you for, like, answers and stuff. Anyway, it was kind of, it was quite fun. Like, I, I quite like doing it. I quite like uh, working on the leadership aspects of it. And so much about, like, arrests is about communication. And um, I definitely find that, you know, watching cardiac arrests and stuff. Oh, my God, I've been talking for so long. But watching cardiac arrests, you know, you get, <laughs> <laughs> you get certain types, though, that are, like, really, really, like, loud and domineering. And I never really liked them. And I always kind of felt like my style was never going to be, like, the shouty, like oh, you do this and you do that and I'm just not like that kind of person so the way if I have to like lead a rest it's very di- it's very different but um it went well um but I'm tired yes uh, but looking forward to this episode so this has kept me going how about you man how have you been uh yeah fine anyway so <laughs> <laughs> sorry man god uh, yeah, it's around that time. We're, you know, <laughs> yes. And you took it all. You took it all. So uh, there's, not, there's nothing more for me to say. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, kids are going to be on half term soon. So that always stresses me out. Like, oh, yeah. what am I going to do with them? You know, I don't feel like a great parent at half the time. And then when they're around more, I feel like less yeah. of a good parent. You it's know, like highlighted. Spotlight. Exactly. There's, just, there's just more opportunities to mess up. That's what happens. Yeah. You get more opportunities to mess up and not do quite the right thing and say the wrong thing and get told off by everyone. <laughs> do you have any big plans for them? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to um, go. I've got an Airbnb for a few days. And oh, nice. I've, I've, to, I've told you I've got a bit of a business thing to do uh, somewhere oh, yeah. uh, somewhere up in the UK. So I'm going to take them with me mm. and um, just have them with me. And they'll have a bit of a holiday while I do the odd bits and pieces that I need to do up there. And then, um, yeah, it'll be nice. And then maybe That's the next nice. week we've got a mutual friend who's in Brighton. So I've, I've been thinking oh, about him. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been thinking about it, but I haven't actually asked them. So I don't even know if they're free. But it's something I'm thinking about. So I think maybe, ne- maybe the next week I'll do something like that. But anyway. Yeah. Um, We're meeting up, aren't we? On Monday. Yes, we are. I mean, yeah, we can we can talk about that. Yeah, we're meeting up uh, on Monday. Are we allowed to say yeah. with who or not? I don't it's know. Just us two. Okay, yeah, fine. Just yeah, it's just us two, as far as you got, <laughs> you're aware. So yeah, be finally fi- good to meet up. I still can't give you your, your custard, and by me, by I mean custard, ah. I mean actual custard ice cream. Yeah, because it's going to melt by the time I get there. And yeah. um, but I could give you a DVD back. Finally, I finally. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. So Ghostbusters Afterlife. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I just it didn't have that magic of the first one. Yeah. I don't think anything will ever have the magic of the first one. In truth, but it was still yeah. a very very watchable thing, and it kind of had a lot of sort of. Um, not the original, not that I'm a huge fan, but you know, no. it was good. Did was the kid? Good. Did you watch it with the kids? They or? did, yeah, yeah. They did get a bit scared, and I think oh. for a while, um, my oh, no. little boy kept saying that Ghostbusters are coming. But when oh. he said Ghostbusters are coming, he meant it in terms of a ghost is coming, not the Ghostbusters, because oh. Ghostbusters coming would be a good thing, right? Yeah, but not for him. The Ghostbusters. Oh, sorry, man. But no, no, it's all good. Like whatever, he needs to, yeah, he needs to chill out, that kid. Um, um but anyway, well, Lil, Lil's. But yeah. after we watched that, like, um, uh, I she kind of got into it in like a big way and you know mm. there's the original song the original song is just so amazing and yeah, i maintain so that the, those kind of films and even the tv shows from like the 80s like thundercats 
or like mm. old X-Men theme tune or like all of those theme tunes are just so iconic that, and I just don't, I, these days, these days, like shows <laughs> don't have like the same kind of theme <laughs> tunes and it's just not, it's yeah. just amazing. And she yeah. would, when we were driving in the car, she'd literally want to hear the Ghostbusters theme tune just again and again and again to a point where Joe was like, I can't, I can't stand that song any longer but um <laughs> it's yeah it's go. good she man really she got into i mean it's a great thing it's a great song i mean yeah mm. they, they don't make theme songs like that anymore no. um cool so we should move on to um well i think it kind of falls in quite nicely with our new sponsor so those of you that are watching this on the youtube video will see that we're both wearing t-shirts for a company that's going to be sponsoring us for the next few episodes called manscaped manscaped, <laughs> you're, gonna manscaped. you're gonna know manscaped now and um the thing is, we're going to dedicate this part of the episode to Manscaped because it's pretty much going to be the balls up of the week. So the balls up of the week, who should it go to, Thrusha? Who should it go to? Oh, who do you think it should go to? Definitely just a complete outlier way out in front. It's got to be Bart's Hospital and this their okay. social media campaign, right? Exactly. Oh my gosh. So how does this relate to Manscaped? I should probably tell you before we go into yeah, this, no? I should probably that. say. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, um, you know, got to say thank you to for Manscaped. Um, they are basically specialising in below-the-waist grooming. For those of you that don't know, they've got products <laughs> that are precisely engineered tools for your family jewels. <laughs> it's so on brand, isn't it? I mean, like, obviously, when you yeah. think of us, like two of us, the two, yes. like yeah. you think of like balls. Is that what it was? I mean, yeah, that's my. I mean, actually, I thought of J- um, Jamie and Chris actually. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so they've actually got this package which they sent to us didn't they Thrusha? yeah called the performance package with an ultimate men's hygiene bundle you can join over six million men worldwide who trust manscape with this exclusive offer so we've got actually a 20 percent discount free worldwide shipping if you type in two medics when you go to manscape.com so um i guess i think part of you know why i mean i've, I've actually started using the products over the last few days since we've got it and I, i've got to say i'm quite impressed i mean i've had a few blades over the years because of um, I had to go smooth sometimes, and um, <laughs> I've got to say I don't know Thrusha, what did you think? This was a decent piece of kit. It looks very yeah, nice, yeah. It? it looks really cool. It's you know like I, I have noticed now like I think companies do take a, sp- a special bit of extra kind of attention to presentation boxes and stuff. You know like when you get your iPhone or whatever. And um, I do think that the kit does look really nice. Like um, um, one thing I've got to say is is that the um, the trimmer. It has like a USB charger and a nice kind of cradle, which I think is quite cool because when I've used like electric razors before, I found it really annoying, mm. you know, that kind of bathroom weird socket plug thing and you have yeah. to get like an adapter yeah. for it. It's really annoying. So it's quite nice. Like it's got a charger cradle, but it's got its own kind of in- uh, chargeable battery and the presentation box is all very swish. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I really liked it. How did you find... So, I mean, um, you obviously get very sweaty balls. So <laughs> how have you... <laughs> Well, I mean, one, one more thing. One more thing I've got to say. It's got this 4,000K LED. I even know oh, yeah. 4,000K. It's just got an LED. I'm sorry, but that, you know, I know I know, yeah. I live in dark rooms most of the time, but having an LED light in that particular situation is, is very, very... Yeah, you want to see. You, you don't want to miss, do you? You don't want to miss. <laughs> you want to see where you're going. Exactly, exactly. So um, I was talking to Thrusha and some of the guys actually recently that I've been uh, doing a bit of high-intensity exercise recently, and I have been finding that um, things aren't as fresh as they could be. And um, we were also sent some crop preserver, which is basically a ball deodorant, <laughs> and a ball toner. And um, I have to say... <laughs> It feels pretty fresh. Okay. Oh, so you've got a Luma 4.0, which is a really great little trimmer, which has been very, very good. Talk about the crop, crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop <laughs> reviver toner. And the boxes are very good, which I've used in the gym. And you've got a travel bag as well. Oh, yeah. Um, got to say, this lawnmower thing is, it sounds really weird when they call it a lawnmower, but it is mm. f- a phenomenal trimmer. It's their fourth generation trimmer. Uh, it's got some sort of, I, I know you don't want to hear about this, but it's got a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce <laughs> the grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. Interesting. Yeah. And it's waterproof. Uh, and that's good. It's waterproof, right? So, anyway, um, there's also something called the Weed Whacker, something to look into, which is also waterproof. So, if you are interested in checking out the blades, boxes, the t shirts, do check out manscaped.com yeah. and use the two medics code for 20 percent off yeah we should we should get to bart's in a second but i do feel like kind of like male grooming is something that isn't really it's still not quite you know in the kind well i mean it's not like cis het men need more like more voices but it's weird how kind of like oddly uncomfortable talking about grooming kind of makes people and i remember like it's something that mm. i definitely felt like really ashamed about and i used to feel like really really insecure like about being naked with like girlfriends and stuff I always I always felt like I had to prepare like if I was mm. dating someone I felt like it was kind of a something that I'd have to like get out there before like mm. any, you know before any nakedness occurred because 
I was would have been so like crushed um to like because you know I'm just like really hairy as you'll know and so like <laughs> the whole idea of it was like you know it was terrifying it was terrifying for me and it really bothered me mm. and so um I used to I mean, for jujitsu and stuff anyway, I used to kind of, I tried different things. Like I used to kind of V, mm. um, I used to um, wax and sometimes I used to shave. But um, one of the things that used to really happen, happen with me, and I don't feel like people talk about it that much either, is like ingrown hairs. That was like a really like big thing for me. Like I'd have to like, mm. uh, I remember like a girlfriend at the time, like plucking kind of ingrown hairs that I'd get after like mm. being waxed. It was awful. Um, mm. But like, I feel like, um, and you know, with um, pyonodal sinuses and stuff that people get, like, I feel like that's just kind of like a hush thing. And like, mm. people, like, it's a bit of like, there's a bit of a shame about it. So I do think it's kind of, it's quite cool that we're like approached to like be sponsored by these guys. Cause it, it does mean that it gives us the opportunity to talk about something that maybe like most guys don't do like openly. Um, so yeah, like that's quite Yeah, cool. I completely agree because I think it is a bit hush hush. And even us trying to do the, this little segment yeah. does feel a little bit weird and a bit uncomfortable, but then you actually ask yourself why? Because, you know, it is something that we should be doing, should be thinking about you know, yeah. if you want to, and um, why should you be embarrassed about it? To get 20% off uh, free shipping with the code 2medics at manscaped.com, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code 2medics, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped.tm. Nice. So um, coming back to back to the Balls Up, which is dedicated to manscaped.com, Balls Up was got to be Bart's, hasn't it? This week, yeah. the Balls Up was Bart's. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? How did you feel? How yeah. did you feel? Okay, Mate, what, what, what angry. And I think, and how did you feel? With these things, I think it's like the perfect storm for a med Twitter storm, which is that Mm. about a week before, I think they'd scrapped a whole load of, um, they'd removed, they put a whole load of caps on like locum pay or overtime pay. And basically there are lots of members of staff who were kind of striking in protest of these kind of uh, changes to pay. And so there was that, which kind of did the rounds on med Twitter. And then... After that, there was this video that was posted on TikTok and it was from like these Bart's kind of Canary Wharf offices and they were pretty much showing the offices for the admin staff, which were amazing, amazing. Mm. So they go, things in our office that just make sense. And so they had well-being rooms on each floor. They had mm. uh, coffee machines, Sage Barista touch, touch machines that cost over a grand. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. That's way more than a grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snacks. Yeah. And there's a little sign that said, no problems today, please. Can you imagine if we as doctors had that? Amazing views, mm. obviously. I mean, it was just, um, it was, I think, given the kind of context that we already had, so we knew that they were kind of mm. striking colleagues and stuff, give, you know, overpay. And then there was this video just showing, conversely, um, the, the kind of the situation for the admin stuff it was received mm. understandably very very badly what did you think of it when you saw it i mean do you think people were jealous through shit was that the issue well i mean there's got to be a bit of jealousy when you think about it right i mean there were some mm. there were some takes in it which were terrible i thought some really mm. terrible uh, ter- takes on it but i think if the, like what it comes down to is if our if the working conditions for for allied health professionals doctors and nurses were good then people would, mm. I think people would have no issue with what the admin staff are doing. People would not care. But the mm. thing is, is that when you see how um, the people who, you know, how they can get access to, to money to kind of focus on their well-being and mm. how that seems to have happened there, why can't, why, it does make you ask the question, why can't that be the case for everyone else? Yeah, I mean, uh, my opinion really is, I mean, obviously, you know, I... Watching was difficult to watch. I mean, they were trying to make it all jokey and be like, oh, yeah, this is great. Look at us. We're awesome. It was difficult to watch because um, obviously you guys may know that my wife uh, used to work in the city. And um, when I used to go visit, I always used to feel like, man, these guys have got it really nice. They've got like wonderful offices. Everything's really clean. Everything's really cool. Um, You know, even the restaurant area is lovely, all that kind of stuff, which is really, really nice. And then it was like, okay. And I think that's never going to exist in the NHS. It's such a shame because it would make it a really nice place to work. And then suddenly, boom, there it was right in front of my eyes. Like it does <laughs> exist, in the NHS, but not for the, it doesn't work. It doesn't uh, occur in where we, where we are as clinicians and healthcare professionals uh, on the shop floor, as it were. But the thing is, um, you know, I guess using, uh, because we've got Manscaped as our, um, our sponsor, the NHS do have doctors by the balls, really, don't they? <laughs> a better phrase, yeah. right? They yes. do. Because with the admin staff, if they if they want to leave, they leave. 
Now, there's no training program or anything like that. You know, they're not going to get shipped around. If they don't like it, they just go. That's just the way it is. And I think someone once joked to me, he said to me, um, the reason why you find it so difficult to get things done, um, and I'm not saying this about all, all healthcare or admin, but he was like, look, if anyone is any good at like the IT and stuff, they'd be working for Google, they wouldn't be here. So just take that with a pinch of salt. That's why it takes so long to solve things, do things, sort things out. And so when you're kind of thinking about that, you start thinking about how do you retain, you know, people, and if you, if, I mean, from their point of view, they're trying to make it compete with what, I mean, it looked like Google, didn't it? It looked like some sort mm. of Google, Google office, but what, sorry, just to talk a little bit more. What was interesting was that if that was a Google office, we wouldn't have thought anything of it. If that, um, and it just shows you the expectation that we've now become accustomed to that that is what is expected from the private sector and, and the tech industry and Silicon Valley and all that. That's not something that is normal for healthcare professionals, but it should be, shouldn't it? But at the same time, I don't think we value human life as much as we do those things. We're not, mm. we're not in a situation where human life is valued to the same level as the new, the new app, the new gadget, the new, the new whatever they're up to. Uh, and there's nothing you can really do about that at this present time. And I think it's an old goal by, own goal by Bart. It really was because yeah. you can't be doing local cuts and all the rest of it on one side and then showing off about your swanky offices, which are what? In Canary Wharf, for what reason, though? Where's Bart's and yeah, exactly. where's Canary Wharf? What, what's that about? Exactly. I think people felt like the money is there, but, you know, like, where's the will, though, to, like, improve the situation for junior doctors? And the, the things that, like, Mehul did some a, a nice little breakdown of all the issues with it. Yeah. But what, one of the things that really struck me was there was one bit where it talked about, like, the curved screens that they use. Like, mm. the, I don't know what the point of the curved screens is. But sometimes it's so difficult to even find a computer to use, like, and a space to sit down in front of it. And then mm. when you do find that computer, often it's on, you know, Windows XP or some kind of 10-year-old or older operating system that takes an age to open up. <laughs> and, you know, like, and you, so much time is wasted. And it makes, mm. you, it makes you feel like you're, those kind of inconveniences to you, which are then kind of framed as, like, a pro, a, your problem, though, those inconveniences mean nothing. Like your time, mm. the time that you spend sat, sat waiting for that thing to lo load up is worth nothing. And, or, you know, mm. people don't care that that's what you're doing. Um, and so I think that, that's why there's a lot of hate. But did you see some of the responses? Some of the responses were amazing. They're like, we've done a freedom of information request. Yeah. We want to know exactly how much was spent. And uh, kind of went a bit. And like, they were like, oh, admin staff, you know, they shouldn't, mm. you know, they shouldn't have. And it's like, well, that's not what we're saying. But that's how quickly kind of narratives get derailed, right? They're like, no, no, like, it's not necessarily what we're saying. We're just like, the impetus is there to make it better for the admin stuff, right? Hmm. I mean, the, the freedom of information stuff, I mean, look, it's one of the situations where you kind of know, I mean, you don't need to really get freedom of information. I mean, what, what's the point? You, you know what's happened. It's like, you know, when uh, Boris Johnson had those parties and stuff, I mean, did, did anyone really think he was going to go to jail? Like, really? I mean, we're talking about the prime minister of the country, man. I mean, it, hmm. they were going to do every little shimmy, every little thing under the sun because... Of who he is and it's the same thing here like there's gonna be people in the admin there's gonna be people very high up who are not going to want this to go any further get any bigger than it is it's already gone far too much if it has gone that far anyway and i mean i know in the med twitter community it was a big deal but I'm, I'm not sure how big a public deal it was in the end so i mean they're going to stall for as long as possible till people even forget i mean that's just you should know so what's the point you know use energy somewhere else by trying to campaign and get you pay restoration i say pay rise personally but anyway you guys want to go pay restoration you guys go for that and just get better working conditions for, for everyone because that's what we deserve. We're, we're worth more than that. And I keep saying that we're worth far more than they, they lead you to believe. And um, I think Mehul was completely right in, in a lot of his, his takes, you know, when they were showing, oh, wonderful coffee machine, but you lot can't have coffee on the wards. Yeah. Don't be seen to be behind coffee because you'd be slackers if you did that. Mm. You're a slacker. And it, that, that kind of, yeah, it's just a bad ethos, isn't it? In general, mm. it gives you bad vibes about the place. Absolutely. Uh, if you want, us, but... He's like, if you want a coffee, it's three pounds from Costa, if it's open, blah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I mean, talking about, um, it, was a bit, it was a bit of a bitter pill to swallow, wasn't it? Really, <laughs> in truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but nice. that kind of brings us on to uh, Liam Barker, who was talking about, it might start med, med, med Twitter shitstorm, which it kind of did. Uh, where do we stand on adult patients not being able to swallow tablets and insisting on liquid? So, Thrusha, um, do you swallow uh, liquid or do you swallow tablets? Do, do, uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um, so it says, do we nice swallow? give you a ball, like yeah. landscape balls, yeah? yeah. Would, you, would you swallow or would you, would you Look, I, a bit of a liquid in the drink? I, I don't want to... Um... 
be I don't want to tie my I don't want to kind of tie my colors or my flag to a particular post on this one I like to say that <laughs> I, I'm a very open-minded and um <laughs> <laughs> but I've got to say that um, I have no pro- I have no problem swallowing. So, <laughs> Good. yeah, I, um, I should know this to be true. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> my re- reputation precedes me. But I, you know what? I have been taking quite a few different like supplements. I've been using like uh, I'm not sure if I should like if that counts as an endorsement, but it's something that I feel kind of might be beneficial to me. I've been using plant sterols. Do you uh, like mm. so? So like Steroids, I remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just to, yeah. If only if I used steroids and I was as tiny as this, then what, like, what a joke! <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's not doing. It's not doing much, much, is it? Like, much. it would be yeah. a great advert to not do steroids. Like, do steroids and you look, <laughs> you look like me. Like, no, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. No, plant don't sterols. Do I've been using them to kind mm. of reduce my cholesterol. I just kind of figured it, you know, it won't do any harm. But those ta- those tablets are huge. Oh my god, they're huge. And um, mm. I swallowed. Uh, there's three of them. I take in one go, mate. Not a problem. Mm. But I do get it. Like, you do. Uh, you see, see these patients who are like no um and they won't take the tablets if they're kind of too too big and so i don't see what the issue is was there i didn't realize it kicked up a storm what was the issue it, it, i mean I, I guess it did kick up a bit of a storm but you know like um i think a lot of this to do with the expectation of what you think an adult is and what an adult should be like right so you, clearly the expectation here is that adults should swallow and um, kids should, should drink liquid, right? I mean, that's, right. that's what he's saying. But it's the same with a cannula, right? So if an adult says, oh, can you give me that cream so I don't get hurt? You'd be like, oh, come uh, on, mate. I mean, you're an adult, <laughs> aren't you? Right. Like, why, why are you doing that? But then with the pediatric patient, you're like, you know, we've got to get the creams yeah. out. You've got to numb the whole area. Hmm. It's the expectation of adults. But then I think as time goes on, you realize that you can't have a one size fits all. Some people, it just doesn't work for them, you yeah. know? Some people literally, I, I, I'm only doing steroid injections. They, they will, you know, I'll tell you a story. So once, once I was, I mean, this allegedly may have happened. I'm not sure <laughs> I did or didn't. So um, I, I did an injection into someone's hip and um, they seemed fine afterwards. Uh, and I said, look, are you okay? And he, he seemed, he seemed all right. He goes, I just don't like needles, mate. And I said, okay, well, I've numbed the air as much as I could. Hmm. And I did the procedure and he still looked a bit pale. I was like, dude, are, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And he walks out of the, out of my department, oh, down the corridor and just faints. And then, like, you know, everyone's screaming. And I look down the corner and I thought, he's kind of a bit fur. He's kind of, he's like a step beyond radiology. So it's not really my jurisdiction. So I think I'll um, <laughs> go back to my room. Maybe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, that, oh, uh, that's terrible. No, there was, no. honestly, like, the actual, uh, what actually happened was that he did fall. And um, we, at the time, we had the ultrasound room in a ward. So as soon as he fell, he actually fell in probably better you don't want to fall if you're going to fall anywhere don't fall in the radiology room they yeah. fell up in the middle of a of a ward and so literally everyone pounced on him and that one has happened one has happened and i had to be like oh it was um it was me yeah and, inject- and they were like, what did you do what did you do with that no 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 seriously it wasn't that it was just an injection yeah. of shoulder it was just so like oh man why mm. bro why i told you i asked you if you were okay yeah anyway yeah. um yeah anyway um but yeah it did it did kick a bit of a storm didn't it um and then I think we've seen this kind of stuff where people, it sounded kind of a bit deliberate, they kind of kick a bit of a beef. But I, I saw somewhere that I didn't expect a beef to happen. Did you see that one, Tarusha? I linked it in our thing. It says, oh, yeah. what if we beefed in past med? Co- <laughs> you lot, you lot are nerds. Oh, I don't even know how to say What if we beefed in past med comment section? Now, seriously, people, <laughs> why are you beefing each other like it's a Reddit post on past med? If I was running past med, I'd be like, what else is going on to past med? I mean, it's in past med. Why are we beefing each other about this? But no, people were very getting, getting very wild up. And then I think someone, I don't know, how should I read this? Am I missing something here? Why is this getting up? No, 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 you have to read the first, no, 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 you've got to read the first comment. The first comment is, what are these made up conditions? Which is Uh, obviously a joke. They are, you know, they're just like saying, oh, I've not heard of it. I'm not doing so well here. So they're saying, what are these made up conditions? And this is the response. Go. You have to read it in the appropriate voice as well. Sorry, sorry. Do the voice. Am I missing something here? Why is this upvoted? What kind of attitude is this for a clinician? Putting this distasteful (laughs) attitude to one side, this condition can be precisely and objectively diagnosed based on the concentration of microbes. Microbes! (laughs) Present at various points in the bowel. Finally, the role of microbiota (laughs) in medicine. From its effect on mental health to chemotherapy, oh, efficacy is only gaining traction on the weight of evidence as we learn more. For me personally, whatever the point the person is trying to make fails at every junction. If it hasn't had all the upvotes, I wouldn't have bothered. And someone goes, 
my dog. He'd be dull at work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone else is like, why is he stressing? Chill, man. Like, yeah, totally. Totally. You know, but actually, you... I remember one of my colleagues, they got a, a phone call from someone and this person was blasted down the phone. And then they were really surprised and they're looking and they were just like, you know, getting blasted. And then they said, you know what? Yeah, you got no chill. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, is it? You got the chill. It was yeah. true. The person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you say to that? It was true. Like I saw some of the, the replies. There's Ronan. So Ronan Sutron. He, rep- uh, he replied mm-hmm. saying, "Let us not get started about that past, past med question about leptospirosis, where someone comments, this isn't a realistic vignette. We don't have sewage workers in the UK.'" That was the moment I realized some of my fellow students had absolutely zero clue about the real world. And it just, I mean, I think it's just funny. And the people who get upset about that kind of stuff, I mean, I don't know. What do they become in the end? I don't know. I mean, I, I always find it funny, like what people get riled up about in general. I guess Twitter's a, the perfect um, arena for that kind of stuff, isn't it? Just, yeah, um... pass me to comment section. Yeah, I mean, past med comments, mate. I mean, honestly, like, why why are we even fighting about this? And what's going to happen? But I guess with YouTube comments and all that stuff as well, like, I get the old YouTube comment and TikTok thing coming at me, and like, yeah, I mean, all right, like, chill out. It's just a silly video. But it seems as though you could trigger anyone with anything these days. And did you see this other one? And I, I really enjoy this one, possibly the Twitter moment. And then someone has basically um, done a bit, actually looks like a very good picture of sandwiches here, and mm-hmm. it's a peanut butter and jam. Is it just a picture of peanut butter and jam sandwiches? Or what, what do the Americans call it? Peanut butter and jello? Jello? No, jelly, jelly. Jelly. Okay, peanut butter and jelly. PB and jelly. Isn't that really bad? There was a YouTube video on that as well. Uh, actually, yeah. let's not talk about that. No, I'll, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, it says two be- and then so basically someone put a photo of some peanut butter and jello uh, sandwiches, and um, someone else wrote, to be honest, this is really insensitive. People have peanut allergies and gluten intolerances, and you're out here acting like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are a universal experience. Now, I have no doubt that is 100% true, but is Twitter really the forum to have an argument about this kind of thing? I don't know, Trusha. What do you? I mean, this is this feels like an exaggerated version of the kind of arguments we have on Twitter a lot. Like, just people get the wrong end of the stick and make it about something else. It's crazy, isn't it? I think the thing is, is that I guess people. It kind of speaks to how there are some people who want their feed to kind of match their whole experience. And sometimes that's not possible. And other times it kind of says more about what you kind of want from social media. And that probably means you need to curate your own feed. And if those are people, if they're talking about stuff that you feel is like not related to you, then maybe you shouldn't follow them. But I think there are things that are kind of insensitive. um, And I think... You know, it must be very hard if you've got a peanut allergy to hear about people who enjoy peanuts, is it, I guess. Or is it something that they're particularly bothered about? I, I don't know. I mean, do, do peanut, people with peanut allergies go, oh, I really wish I knew what a satay tastes like? Or um, do you do you kind of smell bacon and are you like, oh, I wish... Like, you just do care? Do you care about the smell no, of bacon? No, no. I mean, I like... told you I actually had bacon the other day. Did I not? <laughs> Did you know? Yeah, you didn't yeah. tell me that? Oh, no, God. I didn't tell you. No, it's so messed up, man. So I went to Jurassic, <laughs> you know, I told you to go to the Jurassic World thing in Central. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, where was it? I can't remember. But anyway, I went to this Jurassic World, which is phenomenal, by the way. Everyone, I'm oh, not yeah. sponsored by them, but it was really, really good experience. But they snuck bacon on you. I love it. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got bacon. So basically, so what happened was... Um, <laughs> I went to the bagel shop and and I said, look, is the chicken halal? And he goes, yeah, the chicken is halal, mate. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll take that one over there. But he didn't tell me there's bacon in this thing. Oh. So I had chicken and he put a whole, I, I didn't even know. So and I was eating it and I thought, oh, that tastes a bit off, doesn't it? What is that? And I looked in and I was like, oh, it's bacon. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm disappointed, man. Yeah, there you oh, go. You know, all this time you think, oh, this must be really good. Like, I'm yeah, missing yeah. out on this. And I, I feel like, you know, now I'm feeling yeah, like, yeah. I felt sick afterwards. Genuinely. But the point is, like at all. But like, if yeah. you you saw other people, like, do, I don't know, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, how dare you? And let, I don't know. Yeah, just... but I don't know. But people are very sort of apologetic. Don't you think? Like when when I'm sitting having dinner with you, I think you've done this where we've had dinner. And said, do you mind if I drink? Why would I care if you drink? You know, or yeah. you know, be something like that. Or is it okay if I, I eat this? I was like, you eat what you want, man. It's all mm. good. But I think people can be um, quite sensitive or oversensitive to one another. Yeah. And, I don't know if people get triggered by these things, don't they? I, I liked one of the replies, which probably like speaks for my soul, which is, hi, most annoying person you've ever encountered here. I noticed this post you wrote in three seconds doesn't line up with every experience I've ever had. This is extremely harmful to me. The main character of the universe. And uh, I think it was quite a nice impression <laughs> of them. 
Yeah, it's good. That's very, very good. It's a, ni- a nice way to put it, to put it through. I mean, the point is, is like not everything, you know, Twitter's not going to, it's not a one size fits all, like we said, but other things, sometimes you, you just get tweets that don't quite fit with your universe, whatever you say that could be. And it's, it's all right, just move on, just move on. But that kind of brings me on to another really funny tweet that had me cracking up so much. So I, I wanted to rub it, but she ignored me. Um, so <laughs> she said, <laughs> Linz underscore 1983. I think you put this one through, Sean. Mm. Do you want to say this one? Uh, no, you do it, man. It's cool. Okay, today, whilst that shopping, I tried on a beautiful jacket. It was a jacket of a customer <laughs> trying on an- another jacket, and now I can never go shopping again. <laughs> can you imagine? What? No, I can, ima- so like, I can oh. imagine. That would be something I'd... You know when I said, is that something I'd do? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would definitely. Do You'd be like, oh, it smells... It kind of smells interesting. Oh, it smells quite kind of perfumed, you know? It smells like, like a bit of ball, ball toner. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying on, mate? What are you trying on? But, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, fair enough. I could totally imagine doing it, and I just can you imagine the conversation afterwards. That per- that person might be watching you, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." The, can I have the- my jacket back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what do you do? Oh, like that person's like, "Oh, okay, it's yours now." Like, cool. It's loved. such an awkward conversation, isn't yeah. it? It really is. I, I think I remember I when I when I was younger, I used to just dress in tracksuit bottoms and t-shirts, and I was walking around Sports Direct, and people kept asking me where where the stuff was. And I don't work in. I actually started, I actually was a bit taken aback and I was a little bit upset that I kept getting mistaken. Not that I've got anything against that, but I was like, I always thought that I was more fa- like quite fashionable. But then clearly, if I'm walking to Sports Direct and people mistaking me for someone working in Sports Direct, I'd be offended. But then a few years later, I was walking around Zara and people kept confusing ah, me for someone who works in Zara. Oh, so yeah, that's kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I feel like I've stepped forward. I, I yeah, think yeah, I made yeah. it somewhere, right? Yeah, it's so- no longer your quite, conversation yeah there's quite a funny reply which said my wife invented the coat game at a do a wedding maybe you wear someone's coat and take a selfie with the owner in the background we have dozens of pictures my favorite is me blowing a kiss to the owner of my temporary sequined bolero while she looked elsewhere uh, that's a bit oh, weird wow. but i don't think I it's could a bit that. weird but that's like extra quite fun yeah 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 i'd be i'd be too embarrassed for that kind of thing yeah, uh, yeah it'd, be, it'd be far too awkward um there was another tweet that was a bit awkward, kind of going slightly serious on this one a bit. So um, Sharon, 95, she said she went to a gynae appointment for a scan and the male gynae attempted to force me three to four times to have an additional endometrial biopsy done, despite me saying a flat no. I felt belittled by his jokes that would have given me that he would give me tea and scones afterwards. One slash two was was part two. God. Yeah, I mean, sorry to make it slightly serious, but yeah, what do you think of this one? I, I feel like um, I've got a few things to say, but um, yeah, I'm not sure it will kind of quite go with the sentiment of what this person is feeling and saying. I mean, I saw there was another one um, and I th- uh, that I saw recently, which was about someone basically being cajoled into having a hysteroscopy, I think. And it, mm. was it a hysteroscopy or it was some kind of, um, I think it was like a vaginal procedure and it was kind of without mm. sedation or something and it was by a male. And I just, um, I just find it so bizarre that there are mm. people who I, I just kind of wonder, like, what is it that is making is is uh, making it is um, holding you back from giving um, a patient analgesia or sedation to kind of tolerate a procedure? Like, what is it? So, mm. what are you worried about, like anaesthetic risks or whatever? But I think ultimately, what they're doing is they're putting their own comfort um, over the patients. And mm. I think in that scenario, you've got to, like, it's just, it's a bit pathetic, really. And I think mm. particularly, and there are, so I mean, obviously this is a, from the flavor of like a male in um, a gynecological setting. And I think mm. there really should be no excuse in that, in that setting mm. to kind of be sensitive yeah. to that. And I think it also speaks to, the background of that person's experience because how will they truly really appreciate how kind of painful these procedures are and so therefore they should be extra extra careful and so for this person mm. to be like belittling the patient and talking about tea and scones afterwards mm. um oh my god i said scones yeah. and not scones oh god yeah, yeah. maybe i said the same thing i don't know yeah. but um yeah, I, I, I don't really know where to go. I mean, the thing is, like, um, you always try and assume that the intentions are good behind the person trying to do the procedure in the first place. Like, they said they need another biopsy, and I assume they're trying to do the right thing. Mm. But I think that sometimes I think we... Do you remember in med school, when we were going through med school, they always just say, always give a balanced argument, give all the facts and all the all the pros and all the cons and let the, let the patient make a decision. But I've noticed that, actually, um, sometimes inadvertently or subconsciously, we emphasize the pros if we would like the pre- we think the it is best for that person to get that procedure. 
even if they're scared or worried, you kind of push the pros over the cons. Have you have you noticed that? Or have mm. I kind of? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I've noticed over the years. That um, I'm not sure that's entirely what happens, and I'm not saying that's what people are doing on purpose. I think that in trying to do what you think is the right thing, you kind of inadvertently purposely push forward the 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 pros of the procedure and kind of maybe not put so much emphasis on the negatives and then the procedure happens and that kind of thing so i think it's it's a difficult one um obviously based on the intentions of the person trying to do it and then also the awkwardness of the situation must be that you know like we've all been in awkward situations where we might have said the wrong thing and we were speaking earlier a little bit about sometimes when you do have a bit of an awkward an awkward situation with a patient you end up kind of fumbling and dropping yeah. the probe and dropping the needle and all that kind of stuff, just because you're nervous mm. and so i mean it's very difficult to know where this person's come from but then i guess when you read it from the patient perspective you realize like how difficult is for everyone in that situation isn't it yeah i think in those scenarios it's but mm. i think it can be rectified by being in that scenario that person mm. if, if if it's coming from that place i think you've got to just be open and as upfront as possible and be like look mm. i'm i'm worried that we might miss cancer or something important here mm. but as long as you understand that or what you could do is if this you know was it because it was so painful? Is this, you know, like the, the, there are kind of ways around it, I think, by being kind of honest and stuff. And I think people will respect that. But I think this person's gone down a different route, you know, like kind of mm. cajoling. It's cajoling, isn't it? Like, um, and mm. it's coercive. And you're using a kind of power dynamic whereby you're implying that when you're kind of joking a person, like, or like using this kind of this shroud of humor, you're kind of implying it's like a different thing. You're implying that they're kind of a, a Oil sport, so it's like weird. It's kind of like a strange tack to take. Whereas, yeah, that it could have been taken like they just didn't take the kind of sensitive track, which kind of tells me that there's a there's a lack of empathy there because you're not realizing that they're kind of them declining that is from a place of distress. Even though you're mm. you're kind of what you're doing is kind of is coming from a place of well meaning. They're completely misreading that situation, and they shouldn't be in that scenario. Like if they're misreading that, they're not really appreciating. Um, the situation properly I think um, is probably the... no I agree I agree it's it's difficult to uh, I think you're you're completely right that I think a lot of this is to do with communication if you're just open and honest and say look the reason why I think it's good that we do another bit of this pre is because of this and if they say no after that then fair yeah. enough like you told them exactly yeah. and it always always reminds me of this when I was in F1 we I was working on the respiratory team uh, respiratory ward and there was this man who came, and it still sticks me to this day and this guy came in and he was really like end stage COPD and he kept, you know, he needed that CPAP or VPAP. What's it called? Oh, man, CPAP, just, yeah. Just how, yeah. Uh, anyway, so the, you know, they put that on. He kept pulling it off. Yeah. Every time they put it on, he kind of came back to consciousness and pulled it off. And then one day in the ward round, Cassandra goes, listen, if you're not wearing, if you don't wear this, you will, you will die. You will die. There's no, there's no way that you will not die. And he shrugged his shoulder goes, fair enough. Like that. And then I was like, what, why? And, but I mean, I was a young 24 year old guy and I was like, why, why would you, why would you be okay with that? Like, don't do that. And then, um, yeah. And then the consultant said, okay, fine. Are you, and he said, are you 100% wrong? And he kind of kept nodding and he says, so, and he kept reiterating, that's what's going to happen. Said, yes, that's fine. And then they had to pull it off. And then he kind of just slowly, slowly. And I was haunted by that. Hmm. I was, and I still think about it to this day, like, I mean, is that, is that a place that we get to at some point where, I mean, you know, obviously when we're young, you're like, I want to, I want to keep going. I'm going to keep going for as long as possible. As long as I'm as a chance, I'm, I'm here. But, have, um, have you tried an idea? Yeah. No, I heard it's, it's very uncomfortable. It's awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah, when, yeah. when I um, started, um, as a CT1, uh, consultant gave us the opportunity to, to wear the mask and, um, mm. it's really like tight fitting. I remember it like hurt, like really hurt because they put it on, like really tight and it hurts the bridge of your nose. And mm. it's um, it's a bit like, um, it, oh, I don't sound overly dramatic, but it kind of takes away. It kind of um, it's like forcing you to. It's a bit. It's a weird. It's horrible. It's like kind of mm. uh, kind of suffocating kind of pressure, like feeling. So um, mm. I can appreciate that having to have that on for hours can feel awful. Um, yeah. I guess so, but I guess, I guess what I appreciate about the consultant that he and what I understood then was like when you do lay it out, because yeah. you know they kept shoving it back on him, and when he when he laid yeah, it out yeah, and said yeah. this is how it's going, and then when the patient made that decision, then he was like, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, I mean that's what I feel nowadays. Like I, I still remember that; it still haunts me a bit. But it's also the learning point for me, anyways, that if you just come straight out and just say, look, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. I, I do very minor things, really, like the injections, and if they fail, I've got to try again. And I, I explain, look, this didn't work. I'm gonna. If you want, I can try it again. But it didn't work. It was quite a difficult procedure, and 
I would say actually nine times out of 10, people are actually cool with me trying again, even though I might have fumbled up the last one hmm. and it was painful for them, but they hopefully see the benefit of what we're trying to do and the intentions behind it. Um, but yes, I found that quite difficult. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, talking difficult choices. Um, I think Ollie Burton, uh, Ollie Burton made, he's got quite the YouTube following from what I can see. Hmm. He, um, check out his videos, quite good actually. Anyway, so surgeons are playing a very bold game, making the applicants do the same exam that can get them a radiology training number instead. <laughs> yes. Um, what do you think of this one, Trusha? How do you feel from watching from the other end, from afar? From afar. Well, far away from the battlegrounds. The thing is, is that I saw um, one of my colleagues was talking about it and mm. it was kind of sprung up on them fairly late on. So I think it was mm. kind of, that was a real kind of kick in the teeth, you know, putting mm. effort into MRCS and then kind of feeling like it might not necessarily have the value that, they thought it would i think it just mm. kind of is just another example of treating trainees like crap and i just think it's kind of interesting because what do they think will happen if they're encouraging people to do a radiology exam like are they not worried that they'll just lose trainees to radiology well i do hope they do lose trainees to yeah radiology. i know but like it's sort of a idea yeah yeah absolutely but... well i mean look for me it's always a bit like well obviously you know my priorities is to do as little as possible and when you look at surgeons they're doing quite a lot and I don't want to be doing a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing any of those things. So if you're going to give someone the same entrance exams and at some point say, okay, so these are the futures that you know how, now have, yeah? Five years to six years, and you'll be a consultant. You'll be sitting on your bum and reporting and finishing at decent times. Or you can spend a decade doing mm -hmm. your PhDs and, you know, running up and down the country and vying for, for surgery. I don't know. To me, it's a very straightforward choice. It really is. But I guess what they don't want is to really ask people those questions they want to but then what i'd also say is that if um if surgery was so compelling then who cares i mean the surgeons who want to be surgeons, be surgeons anyway it doesn't matter and the people who are kind of teetering is probably the best thing for them instead of wasting however many years uh going down a road that they're not going to enjoy right yeah so i, I didn't think it was that bad and, and um more more radiologists better personally yeah anyway, for... yes love it yeah. yeah, fair enough. It just seems like such an odd decision. It kind of makes you wonder, like, what was going through their minds. Can you think of, like, a good reason from the surgical surgeon's perspective to do that? Laziness. Laziness. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah as in, it's just easier, isn't it? Just um, have to say, you know, like, yeah, have you never been in the situations like, listen, um, I don't really know what you do, what we're doing here. Um, Oi, what are you do doing that? over there? Yeah, yeah. Radiologists are, like, putting all together. Like, no, we're, we're, doing, we're just going to use whatever they're doing. Whatever they're doing, we're going to use too. So, yeah, we'll just make it equivalent. It's fine. Like, whatever. And then they'll take, I mean, that's, that's kind of me being a bit cynical maybe, but um, yeah, that's what I felt. Just like, yeah, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah, fair enough. It's like when you get an audit and you just copy, you copy the last year's audit. <laughs> Once yeah. I, I, I was actually doing an audit and then um, the cons a consultant gave me um, a copy of someone else's, his own, someone else, another consultant's audit and said, you can base it off this one. I didn't just base it off that one. I, I pretty much use all the same diagrams, a lot of the same slides. What I didn't realize is that, that consultant was going to turn up and present a, a, like an up-to-date version of his audit. It was so oh, embarrassing. No. He did his one, and, a re and it turned out that like basically 10, 15 of our slides were exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> what happened? Did you present it? You presented it? I presented it. I thought, you know what? Like, I'm going to do it to see what happens. <laughs> what happens? No. Yeah, he laughed. He, he just laughed. And he did, I sat down after the presentation. He goes, that looked familiar, didn't it? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh my God, no way. How did you do it with a straight face? Did you do it with a straight face? Were you not like, uh, I, don't, I, don't do, I don't do many, I don't do many things with a straight face. To oh <laughs> man. This, how long ago was this? I'm cringing for you now. Like it still it must hurts. must have been like uh, ST3 radiology. Oh, something to do with parathyroid uh, detection in Sestamibis. Sestamibis oh. scans. It was the most boring stuff. Yeah, it was literally like. Yeah, when he's the president, he's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, oh, great. oh great. here we go, oh, here we go. And then he's like, Imran, you next. Like, oh, I, I literally said, so, some of these slides may look a bit familiar. Oh, did you? you get I'm going to go through them anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, and then they just start going through it. And you can just see, you know, you know when you, you, like, you present it, you see people's face like, oh, God. <laughs> he's, he's, he hasn't even changed the font. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> So yeah, maybe, maybe you know, when I talk over these podcasts, I realize maybe that's why I got into so much trouble. Sorry to make you cringe. Did, did, did your balls go in? Yeah, yeah, I need, I need some more of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Yeah, you need some more uh, crop preserver. That's good. Um, um, shall we? I mean, yeah. there are like quite mm. a few kind of sad topics to kind of go through, or at least kind of like difficult ones. I feel like we should mm. read 
um, one where um, so it's by at t at Doctor T A D M. He goes, I once got shouted at for not doing a discharge mm. twenty minutes into my shift whilst I was managing a medical emergency. I said I would get to it after, and I heard Datix as they walked away in a half. The way mm. F1s are talked to, treated as disgusting. I want out. And I can see why you might feel that way, like when people get so irate about discharge letters. As yeah, important but... as it is maintaining flow and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, the number of times I've said I want out. I mean, that kind of relates to another another tweet from Hamzal uh, Iklak. And he yeah. said, um, crying in the hospital toilets and having the consultant who made you cry walk in is a new low of med school. When he said low of med school, I thought, you're a med student. Yeah. That's even worse, no? I'm yeah. making a med student cry. What's wrong with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, not that it's good to make anyone cry, but like, I don't know. Just, like a med student is just like, worse. it's like, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, hitting like a defenseless animal. Like they literally mean, they mean no harm to you. They, they come to the ward and if you walk in a direction, they no, no doubt will move out of the way. They, the only thing that they want to do is perhaps listen to stuff that, listen to stuff that you have to teach or they want to watch you do stuff. Like they literally offer no threat to you. So how, like being a dick to a medical student makes absolutely no logical sense. It makes no sense. Mm. And the only things that, yeah. you know, like sometimes you're going to be busy and maybe you just don't feel like you have time for them even though like, part, you know, part of uh, the way we're paid is supposed to, you know, it comes from like medical school or whatever, like, and, you know, you should see it as these are going to be your future colleagues and stuff, but it's not always possible to give them your time. I get that, but there's still no mm. excuse to be a, a prick to them. And when I saw this thread, I really felt for him because I remembered a time when, when we were at the free as a medical student, and I used to find it really difficult to kind of go to the wards and turn up for bedside teaching because I found that whole process of standing in a line and having someone go, what's the differential diagnosis? And no matter which end of the line, I stood on I'd be the one who just didn't I just didn't know that last differential diagnosis or whatever I just didn't have the answers and I found it just really really tough and um, I remember this particular uh, I'd had this particular bedside teaching um, I'd been to the one before and thought I was doing quite well like it was on gastroenterology and it was the second Mm -hmm. one it was with a different registrar this time and he completely annihilated me and in retrospect I realize now I was in a firm and it was all girls and he just totally just wanted to make a bit of a scene. And just, I think, I feel like he was just kind of grandstanding in a bit and he was just openly Mm. mocking me for no reason. Like everything I said, he was kind of just belittling and it left me kind of feeling really just stupid afterwards. And it's not, and um, to a point where I felt actively nervous of going to that ward in case I came across this person again, as I felt utterly humiliated, but like, I guess um, kind of, I'm proud of young me at the time for, emailing the registrar from the first teaching where I thought I'd kind of done well. And I said to him, look, this is the situation I'm in. Like, I'm sorry, I haven't turned up for any more teachings. It's because I had this kind of awful uh, uh, experience with this child. And he replied saying, oh, you know, like when I was at medical school, I didn't pass this exam and found this hard. And um, and he just kind of like empathized with me and said, look, you know, from our experience, I thought you did really well. I think it's, you know, if you can like um, come to the next one, that's where I'm teaching and blah. And it just, but I remember thinking, I, I did teach me a lesson in that I knew that, well, that it made me realize that the kind of the way that that person behaved towards me was just for them, uh, an opportunity for them to feel powerful and to treat someone who offers no threat to you in that way to make yourself, to make yourself feel powerful. That's often a massive, a massive sign of weakness. And so I know in retrospect, that guy must've been a total loser to kind of want Mm. to make a medical student feel that bad. So obviously that says so much about him and so little about me. And I realized that in retrospect, and I do often think about that when I see medical students on the ward. So in some ways that dickhead um, has made me like a better person towards medical students. I have to thank him for that. Uh, But I hope he still Mm. like steps on Legos fairly frequently. It's true. I, I completely agree with all your sentiments, mate. I mean, it's um, yeah. I don't know. They just it's just cannon fodder. Why, why would you do something like? It's just very. It's very easy to go for the for the person that's got no authority, can't say anything back to you. It's not yeah. you know, it's very difficult for someone like that to come back at you. And I just think it's such an unfortunate situation to first of all find yourself crying and then bump into the person <laughs> that made you feel like that in the first place. I mean, that's just horrendous, isn't it? It's mm. just horrendous. Um, yeah, I, I hated those situations. I think I've had, I, I do remember a, a couple of those um, through in, and even during my training where a consultant was very, very unreasonable with me. And then we end up having to, I think I, I might have even been bickering about them later and they, they turned out to be like not far from me in the canteen yeah. uh, when I might have been saying a few things. But 
don't know. It makes you wonder, though, kind of, yeah. if they realise, like, say if they heard you or whatever, like, if they realise that they're, you're the, they're the villain in someone's story and how that must feel and whether they're just like, oh, and how they can, like, rationalise that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. You just assume that they think they're, they're awesome and yeah. it doesn't really matter anyway. Like, who cares what they think and move on, isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what goes through these people's heads. I, I just couldn't do it to anyone else, but that's the way um, I think these people are. One yeah. kind of, like, message, if we can kind of give something away is is that sometimes for a person the biggest the biggest battle in the world might have been for them to get out of bed and turn up to work that morning and you've made their Mm. next that next time they go through that battle so much harder by being an arsehole so like Mm. and so if you think about how much people sometimes are going through just to get to that situation and then you're like maybe then you can be a bit be a bit less of a dick about it i guess Mm. yeah it's terrible, isn't it? I mean, did you, I mean, speaking of questionable personalities, we had um, sepsis. Sepsis, uh, yeah, and he's being subtweeted quite a lot, I think. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed a lot of the subtweets. Thank you very much this week, Twitter. Yeah. But I read out what he said. While I'm at it, I might as well say say it. I think there are some health professionals who really don't want this whole thing to stop because it has defined them. There, I've said it. I'm sorry to all the wonderful health professionals out there. I don't mean you. Um, what else is he chatting about, Trisha? Explain. <laughs> the thing is is that what is he ever talking about this guy i don't know he's the guy who did that really terrible like apology video um mm, and the thing is, is it's a while ago but yeah. yeah and the thing is is that they're these people who i think it's it's quite transparent what they're trying to become a figurehead of and i guess that's why he gets the responses that he does because people see through it and they realize that this person is there they are unserious people so I guess when your Twitter handle is at Sepsis UK and that's what you want to focus on, um, you know, whatever, that's like the string to your bow. But I think this person's kind of branching out from there and is kind of going down the COVID skeptics um, route. Mm. And it's just kind of interesting to see because on the, on the, I think it's quite a sophisticated but not terribly clever uh, way of playing, which is where the words that he's tweeted, so whilst I'm like, you know, he kind of says, Oh, you know, um, I'm sorry to the wonderful health professionals out there. So it's un- so like plausible di- deniability is the thing that they, they kind mm. of will take. And so then if there is a reaction to them, then they can then complain, uh, kind of pretend to be like a victim. Like, oh, look, there's a pylon. Oh, my God, it's a pylon. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you look at the stuff that this guy's retweeting, which is basically mm. kind of anti-COVID vaccine sentiment, and you realize that's, you know, that's what they're trying to amplify. You understand kind of what kind of base they're trying to generate. And so um, I just, uh, I just think this is a really unserious person. So I think, I mean, it's the desperation for attention and trying to jump into other areas wherever attention could be essentially, isn't it? That's what it looks like here. And um, the thing is, we say that it's easy to see, but clearly it's not that easy to see because we see it with uh, the cardiologist friend of yours that you, you hang out with, um, uh, who likes donuts um, <laughs> people fall for it people fall for it i mean they've got hundreds of thousands of followers you know mm. this one's got tens, tens of thousands of followers if that was their intention just to get a bit of garner a bit of a, if their intention was to garner attention um it's working and it's what i said the other day about you just say the opposite and if you want attention just do the opposite of what everyone thinks and knows <laughs> and you'll get attention because you'll find your audience you'll find people oh why are they saying that let's listen to what they got to say yeah. and next thing you know you've got your following you've got everything that you, you I assume you want, which is essentially attention, uh, and and the big following, and God knows, I mean, I don't know. We end up being on board on board on a board of some some sort of. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I personally, I would start looking into what he's up to, what his appointments are, because cl- clearly, being having that kind of profile, pushing that kind of agenda, must mean that he's got some job somewhere up, somewhere high up, somewhere that is a uh, equal equaling pesos. Yeah. Anyway, speaking about yeah. people coming from up on high, um, so mm-hmm. Ortho Reg. Um, uh, Orthopod uh, Reg uh, tweeted hmm. an anonymous email. I think the trust is later identified, actually. Maybe we should mention it because it is pretty shameful. Um, hmm. God, let me find it. Anyway, so l- I'll do the email first. So all FY1 trainees okay. blind copied into this email. Dear FY1 trainees, oh. we have received notification from Foundation School Director West Midland Central that any strike days will come out of 20 days allowance. Kind regards, postgraduate team. And I think there's an implication there. 20 days is supposed to be, I think, some amount of time you're allowed off sick before you might have to extend mm. F1, F2. Um, mm. So... Um, 
it turns out FY1 is only is the only year of training now that is not competency based but time based. So it's not illegal in the context of FY1. The 20 day limit is a thing. Um, and so it's just interesting to see that that's a bit of pressure applied to kind of um, stop people they, from trying everything and anything. Of course they will. Of course they will. They're going to pull everything under the sun to try and stop it from happening, except for just paying you. That's it. That's the only thing they won't do. They will do everything they can until, uh, apart from pay you, and they will give you wellness breaks. Probably, they might even give you a nice mess room and a coffee machine, but they're not going to pay you. Absolutely mm. not. No. Until, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for them to, to do it, but I just think that um, you were going to see plenty more emails like that. And if the strike happens, uh, or when it happens, it sounds like, um, like I said before, I, I could even, I'm going to like, you know, you could write the playbook, exactly what's going to happen. Papers are going to come out with selfish doctors, you know, selfish nurses, selfish people. Uh, why are they even doing what they're doing in the first place? You're going to get, they're going to trolley out some random who's got nothing to do with anything, who's going to agree with the opposite side and say, well, you've got one of your own lot who's saying, who's saying this, you know, why, why are you guys doing this strike? It's a terrible thing to do. Get back to work. So, and, and then the trans are going to come out with all this stuff about, oh, with me, you're going to come out of your annual leave. It's going to come out of this. You're not going to get paid and it's going to delay your training. I mean, that's, that's, that's how they got you. That's why we all turn up back to work. I mean, the thing is, um, I was thinking to myself, like, we're only worth as much as we're willing to turn up for. Mm. And the fact that we're turning up, even though things are so bad, that training is so bad and teaching is so bad and the facilities are so bad, must mean that we, for some reason, don't value ourselves that high anymore at all. I mean, if you really think about, I mean, if you if you spoke to some of these banking people and said, would you turn up to work for this much, like £15 an hour equivalent, plus doing night shifts a week? Like, like, no. what? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Would you turn up to work and where they say you can't have a coffee in public and you've got to pay for your, you've got to pay for parking. You know, you might not get parking if you're even if you're someone that feels vulnerable going out to the car park in the middle of the night, having a post night. Say, no, mate, I'd rather not work there. Mm. But then we continue to do so, which must mean that for some reason we're willing to take it. And I have no idea why anymore. I mean, I took it. I went all the way to the other end. I don't know why I took it. Why Why do you take it through here? It's a promise, right? Of the promised land. The promised land. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> it's complicated, though. It's complicated. That's the issue, isn't it? But um, I think the thing is, well, yeah. I mean, that's a stupid answer, isn't it? Sorry. It's, it's, Sorry. it's not, but um, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, I it's know. multifactorial. I know what you're saying. Like, there's, there's, you've invested a lot of time, you've invested a lot of effort. We all have, and that's what happens. And then also, because you are stuck in a training program, you can't just, you know, let's say um, you did have the choice of working somewhere where they had uh, wellness pods and stuff like that. Surely you'd go there. But you don't have that choice. You can't just leave a training scheme in the middle of a training scheme and go off somewhere, can you? Mm. So, um, unfortunately, they do have us by the manscape balls anyway <laughs> shall we uh, so yeah we're, yeah we're coming up to time um okay, cool. shall yeah, yeah. we was there anything else you want to do well should we do the first hole um this festival was a bit sad wasn't it i don't know uh, why you picked it up but go on i mean we do, you we picked do it up you picked time. it up mate yeah okay so when i stay in hotels alone i always mix the various fruit juices juices in a single glass at breakfast it's what my kids would do and i miss them when i'm away yeah that's cute <sighs> It is cute. Are you like that, Thrusha? Uh, do I mix it? That's crazy. It's crazy stuff. I don't do that. No, but as in you, you kind of, I, I do find myself walking around and be like, you know what? The thing would like that. My yeah. kid would like that. Yeah, my kid would really enjoy that. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, I even do... tell my wife, oh, you know, I think thing would really enjoy that. And I that's do. That's what goes through your head when you walk around. Yeah. I definitely do that thing where like you spend, especially if like I do at work, like, you know, the day for me becomes really regimented like oh they have to eat at this time the food's re- like Aaron's having his like okay gotta get his lunch ready for when he does wake up he's having it now okay let's have his bath this that and then they're in bed like at this time right and then when they're asleep I'm like oh they're so cute when they sleep maybe I should wake them up you know like it's kind of really good <laughs> so mm. I spent all of that day trying to tire them out and get them to bed and I'm like oh actually they're really mm. cute when they sleep but um I was thinking you might want to read the other one given Go on. so it says oh. it's awful yeah, it's awful mate um had quite tight foreskin when younger i mean i think they've obviously there's a lot to pack into this tweet so they've they've written it in a kind of telegram way had yeah (laughs) had quite tight foreskin when younger girlfriend at university used her boobs to jerk me off and snapped my frenulum and then he's he's qualified what that is helpfully bit of skin attaching bell end to foreskin thanks for that for special bled all over her chest and her shoes oh wow okay but she's the shoes. what okay. she's standing up. I didn't get it. How did hmm. how did it go on her chest and shoes? She's pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and then he goes. Poor skin isn't tight anymore. 
every cloud, etc. So that that <laughs> that raises some questions, though. I just think, kind of, um, in terms of the actual logistics of the shoot, I just want to know where the shoes were, how how this how how that, that must happened. Must have been on her knees through. <laughs> She's pretending to be like a short person. Have you ever done that, where you've just like stood there with your knees and your no, shoes, pretending to be like short? Not, no. not in this particular situation, but okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I feel like I've got to re- read something else. Um, Why? No, that was a good one, man. That is was, it good? That was a good one. That was oh. a very good one. Great. Yeah. Okay, so with that, um, should we? Yeah, I think we should end. Yeah, uh, it's been. I think we're coming to an hour. So uh, first off, we should say a big thank you to our first big sponsors, Manscaped. Oh, Manscaped. And um, please do go check out Manscaped. Yeah. Two medics and buy yourself something nice because it does support the podcast. And you get 20% off. Yeah, 20% yeah. off, man. And then, like, DM us pictures of, like, the results. Just, Love it. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Yeah, and you know what? If we if we get uh, a few sales, then um, I think Thrusha will be posing in the boxes. <laughs> well, with, that to, with that to entice you guys, uh, have a great yeah. week. Look after each other, and let's not get cancelled. Yeah, thanks, right. guys. Bye. Bye.